I'm like, this is holding me back from mm-hmm. really fulfilling my potential because there, there is a gift to everything. Trust me. You've been energetic, you've been expressive. There is a gift to it that God has given you, which should, yes. which should help you serve your purpose yes. when you get to a nursery. But that's what we don't get to see. We have cultures that don't promote gifts. They rather promote basic skills or basic um, ideologies that are being passed on. They have not trained us to find our gifts. So that's why you see everybody seems to like do the same thing. The narratives are changing. The norms yes. are changing. That's the type of structure. People are breaking it. But what is most important is how are you finding your truth? Mm. How are you getting the epiphanies to sort of like be aware, to break from this limiting beliefs and live a fulfilling life? I think that's mm. the caveat. That's the crux of it that you should work with. Once yeah. that's your compass, pretty much everything will start to fall in line. Okay, yeah. Welcome to a new episode. Yes, 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 yes. Today, <laughs> This topic is actually one that I've actually wanted to do for a while. I've actually attempted it and um, it actually didn't work out. But today we are here finally and I'm with Mr. Ridwan. I hope I pronounced it well. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> really. Thank so, you. Thank you. It's so, nice to be here. Mr., you are welcome to this episode of this podcast, this special episode. Um, um, let me try and remember. I, I'm trying to remember how I even found you, like how I came across <laughs> your, uh, your content. So he, Mister um, Reed, is like he does like podcasting as well. And uh, I think did you promote your um, episode or something? I just saw like an episode talking about. I think uh, we just stumbled on each other on, on yeah. Instagram. I yeah. saw you first. Yeah. I saw yeah, you yeah, first. Yeah, you saw me first. Yeah, you did. So, <laughs> you did. So I, I, I saw the episode and I was like, ah, who's this guy? Like I saw like um, the whole um, interview with these guys. And I'm like, oh, let me just check out the podcast and everything. And I opened the podcast. I was like, ah, share this guy. The, because the topics were so similar to the things yeah. I, like, I, <laughs> I had in mind to do and everything. So it was really surprising. So I said, oh, no, 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 I have to listen to what you're doing. And um, I was really, really um, impressed. And I, and I liked the podcast. Um, that is um, Self-Transformation Journey, right? So yeah, yeah, the Self-Transformation yeah. Journey podcast host is here with me today. I want you to tell us who is Mr. G. Bola Reed, can you introduce yeah, right. yourself? Right. Thank you for for the invite. And I feel like um, we are we are like minds, and I, I feel like that's why we're able to connect. And I would say we are doing the Lord's work. Um, yes. <laughs> so my name is Rigon Bolagade. Um, nine to five, okay. I work yes. as um, a management consultant, but I'm very passionate about understanding what really makes people tick. So I'll go to any lens, try to understand, you know, um, the human mind the psychology behind it and use that to sort of like better my relationship with people and um, live a more fulfilling life. So um, okay. I also, yeah, I'm also a podcast host, like River mentioned, the self-transformation yes. journey with Reed. And um, here today is just to like, you know, have fun with people, just share ideas and yeah, just have a, our, a conversation. A, a, a conversation. <laughs> yes, yes, right. yes, so, yes, yeah, so. yeah, it's good to be here. Yes, I'm really happy to have you here. Um, so today, what we're going to be talking about is similar to something you might have done before about um, limiting beliefs. But yeah, we're just going to have fun with all of that. And um, 
Well, it's good to have you here. I'm very sure that you're going to shed more lights. You're going to educate us. Let me bring out my notes. <laughs> Let me bring out my notes for you. So, so um, what made you, would I say passionate, or what made you have find that interest in uh, the transformation um, topic, like the journey mm. kind of thing? Mm. What made you mm. um, look at that, like something you like to um, push as a content yeah, right. to people? Yeah, right. I feel like, you know, um, they say that people get to, you get to create um, from the compendium of your experiences in life. And um, the self-transformation journey is one of it. It's like, it's something that is straight from the art. And when something is straight from the art, you are very passionate about it. Mm. And um, I just realized that from when I was in school, in my uni days, I've always been very keen on leadership, understanding people, being like that six days to try to like, you know, inspire people to do well, right? Yeah. So growing up, I did engineering in school, by the way. So after school, I I delved more into the people side of things, right? To so just yeah. like understand how people think. And I was just reading a lot of books. I stumbled on things like, hey, why people aren't the way they do. And I realized that I was starting to harness my gift of naturally just understanding how people think without even reading books. It became like a gift. Okay, this is why this person is acting this way. So I became yes. like an advisor of some sort. So when people are going through stuff, we don't, oh, I don't know why I'm feeling this way at work. And I'm like, oh, guys, have you thought about it? So in code, I become like... um a therapist or a counselor, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not a professional, so I'm not yes, a therapist, yeah, right? An unlicensed therapist, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. do you get So by yes. this, I just became, and I, and I loved it. Then I I also, you know, went on a personal journey, yeah. you know, to try to understand limiting beliefs that are holding me back, you know, mm. from family. When I look at my dad and my mom, I look at, okay, what are the things that I can make better when I'm, when I get married? When I look at the workspace today, I'm like, how can I live better? you know, to become a better manager. What are the things that are holding people back Back. on the people's side? When I look at the society, I'm asking myself, what are the societal um, dysfunctions that we have today that are sort of like holding people back? So in my head, I'm like, okay, how can I start to cost correct so Mm. that when I get to the space of becoming a leader in the workplace, becoming a father, a husband Mm. at home, and becoming like that, you know, impactful person in society at large, how am I able to lead a better life? Yeah. I think that was the first question I had. So in, in my head, I said, I need to be, I would need to be strategic and be practicing. I can't wait for those things to happen. I need to start making changes, right? So I started yeah. with myself because yeah, yeah, the best specimen to yes. run that type of experiment with. And I had, you know, like-minded, um, like-minded people around my yeah, friends back then. Wallace talk, ah, guy, why do you think? So random question, why are people asking this? So it, let, it started from experiences with my friends in the workplace. Ah, why would my friend do that to me? So it became the curiosity then started um, expanding and mm. then started reading books and realized that when, and I also, I also attended therapy as well, you know, to cost correct because you okay. can't, the journey is not alone. Yes. And, you know, attending therapy, I got more perspective from how the professionals get to think about this problem. What do mm. you know, the root causes of some of these problems are childhood trauma, attachment yes. styles, <laughs> We are going yeah. to go into a lot of those things that you just said, um, starting mm-hmm. from, you said something about why people act the way they do. Definitely. I think everybody will agree that for the place that the kind of environment we found ourselves in, I think you're based in Lagos and um, yes, yes, from what I hear, you just, every day you just be wondering what is wrong with this person and which kind of person <laughs> is this? <laughs> you understand? Yeah, right. So, yeah, right. Um, 
it actually tells us that a lot of us have patterns that actually might be pointers to things that we need to improve on. And I think that what you were trying to say that, okay, like um, if you actually want to improve, you have to be intentional about it. And um, talking about the limiting beliefs that um, everyone has, um, why should people even care about limiting beliefs? Like it sounds like something that uh, is optional. You don't really need to, um, you don't really need to have to work on limiting beliefs and all of those things. Like if somebody says, I'm fine the way they are, like I'm fine the way I am, how am I, why do I need this? Um, why do I need to listen to this? What do you think um, it will be the best answer for that question? Mm. Good question, River. Um, for me, right, it, yeah. in this society, right, you can't mm. say that, yes, I'm perfect, um, nothing, mm. um, no limiting belief, because there are some I certain... Am who I am <laughs> I am who I am. There are some certain <laughs> external factors I, that are acting, that are going to be acting upon you exactly. outside of your control, right? Mm. And yeah. I will take it from this. It starts from, from the childhood... Um, experiences we get to accrue, right? Mm. Growing up. Yeah. Because in that state, you have no control over your external factors. Mm. And that's where our beliefs start to form, mm. right? And form, so it's a, it's, a, it's a two-way street, right? So when you are forming beliefs, they can either be limiting or they can be enhancing. So when they are enhancing, it means that, for example, you're growing up and um, your father has always taught you about hard work. You should yes. have a great work ethic. You should do this. And you've held that belief, which is an absolute, which is a thought, a state of mind that mm. you think is the absolute truth, right? Yes. But, but in that sense, you run with it. And mm. when you start to interface with every aspect of your life as an adult, be it your work, your family, your friends, it starts to enhance your, your abilities, right? Because the belief is enhancing in that sense. But for example, when you're growing up and you're, and you're and maybe, you know, people around you are saying that, ah, you're not smart, Jerry, see what you're doing. You don't even know math. Ah, mm. And they impose that particular belief on you. It becomes limiting because you start to doubt yourself. You start to believe that that particular limiting belief is that is definitely true. And you say, ah, I'm not a numbers guy. Oh, ah, I don't know math. I can't even deal with it. But why is that? Because you've already identified with yourself with that first form of belief you had growing up. Because that was the first encounter you had with it. And yes. in that sense, it became limiting because and, you never checked it. And your yeah. parents are usually like the first people that you have to like look up to and you see them as yeah, being they are like our perfect. God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you perfect. see them as very like people. And Definitely. Um, fr from what you've said so far, um, the major thing I'm getting is um, that the major points we should uh, be aware of this limiting belief is that whether you are intentional about it or not, whether you are aware or not, like the environment um, and people around you are actually conditioning your mind. And then you're having beliefs that are actually not in your favor, like not in your personal interest. So, it, it, yeah, so it is, it is very important that we have to act, identify these um, limiting beliefs. Um, I personally, I had a lot. <laughs> uh, mm. I had a lot of limiting beliefs. Yeah, not alone, bro. I, <laughs> it's all about. I, 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 I was a shy kid and um, I had a lot of, um, I just basically laid low. I had a lot of thoughts that I didn't really express. I wasn't really expressive and all of those things. So 
I formed so many from ah, I uncountable limiting beliefs. So <laughs> I would like to know your own personal experience of uh, what um, what were the major um, um, beliefs you had that ended up being like um, obstacles to your growth. How did you overcome that uh, those challenges? Like, how did you fix up those um, beliefs yeah. so that you could actually advance to the next level? Yeah, great. Um, thank you for that. Right. For, You're welcome. For, You're welcome. <laughs> you see, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I appreciate it, right? Because yeah, for me, yeah, the, the, way, the, the, way, the way I see it is when um, we are growing up in that space, like you mentioned, yes, we don't even get to know that we are we are acting on self-limiting beliefs. It's true. We just think we are fine until we get to that point of, ep- of epiphany where there's that self-awareness. And you, and you start to ask yourself, why am I even acting like this? What is wrong with me? And then you realize that you've conditioned yourself a long time with what you've seen, what you've heard, what you've exposed yourself to. And it has become your attitude. It has become your behavior permanently now. So growing up, I used to be an extrovert, like very expressive and, you know, I remember I used to have my friends say, ah, guy, you are too expressive, Jerry. You are not calm. You are not, you are not patient. You are not, you know, you are not tolerating. You are just always very energetic, very everywhere, right? And I realized that, you know, I started believing those things, right? And I'm like, yeah. ah, maybe, maybe I'm doing too much, right? Yeah. Ah, maybe, maybe. And in that sense, I started holding myself back. Okay. And it, it felt like I started tilting to the other, to, to the other extreme. Mm. Or forcefully trying to be patient, and in that sense, you lose your authenticity because you will not be absolute self, right? And you you would also blame your friends because they're also coming from a, a space of um, not knowing, and we're just yes. projecting their own understanding they to act, you. Yes, they I, actually have their own personal. Yeah, yeah, you get you yes. know convictions about these things. Yes, so I realize that, but you know, so that that's already becoming like a limiting belief to me. For in some things where I would be super expressive, I think I just started you know to shy away from things yeah. that typically I'll be expressing like, or things that I should maybe be pissed at or that I don't like this or be vocal about. I realized I started repressing myself. I started acting patient. Like, okay, I, I don't want to talk too much. They will say I'm jumped and I'm, I'm, I'm this energetic. I started forming cool, you know, and I'm like, this is holding me back from mm. really fulfilling my potential because there, there is a gift to everything. Trust me. You've been energetic, you've been expressive. There is a gift to it that God has given you, which should, yes. it should help you serve your purpose yes. when you get to a nurse. But that's what we don't get to see. But then when I realized that, when I, you know, started my journey into the workplace, it then, you know, but the old limiting belief became a blessing in disguise at the end of the day, right? Because mm-hmm. that made me unnest the introverted side of me. Right. And going into the workplace, it then left me with the opportunity to find the right balance. Right. Because I know that in the workplace, there will be times where you need to be expressive, you need to be lovable and energetic. And there will be yes. times where you need to be patient. You need to be able to think through, you know, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And you know, I started I started reading books. I started as uh, I had an accountability partner, like, okay, how do you think was I too extreme here? Or was I too tolerating? Was I too patient here? And you know, I started building the balance by testing and asking questions. So what I then realized later on was that I needed to understand what each situation requires. Some situations require you to be expressive and be energetic. Some situations situation require you to be tolerating, to be patient, right? But in essence, I never lost my, my, my true self. 
when I'm with people, my natural state is being expressive, lovable, charming. I do my thing. But when the needs get to arise, I'm still that, you know, person that can be patient, that can be tolerated. And maybe that made me an ambivert. But mm-hmm. I would not have been an ambivert if I didn't have that epiphany, yes. that awareness to understand that going into the workplace, I cannot, you know, repress myself mm-hmm. or doubt the, the gift that God has given me. So I found a way to announce the gift by reading books, by having an accountability partner. And here we are today. I like that. I like that. Definitely from uh, what you'll be saying, um, it definitely um, implies that. We have like a culture that doesn't seem to encourage or we have cultures that don't promote gifts. They rather promote basic skills or basic um, ideologies that are being passed on. They have not trained us to find our gifts. So that's why you see everybody seems to like do the same things. Everybody goes to school. Everybody's going to get a job. Everybody's definitely, doing so. definitely. And sometimes a lot of people are trying to just be like in one box, like maybe engineer, doctor, and uh, was it that one? Uh, lawyer, all those things. Yeah, oh, now, now they're stuck in it. Now they're stuck. Some years ago, if you said you wanted to do computers, and people were like, ah, what's that? But now, like, it's getting hard, and everybody is wanting to do that. So that's how cultures are. So it's mm-hmm. like the things that are happening now, the things that are raining now. But then those um, ideologies don't actually help us to build our gifts because, like mm-hmm. you said, everybody has a gift, and um, these Definitely. things are these things are actually God given. So yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, everybody, the, you're right. The, the awareness that you have mentioned is very, very important because naturally we are already being programmed to not be the best version of ourselves. We actually have that responsibility to actually find out, okay, these are the things that are holding me back. These are the things that are causing me to act the way that I act. So all the things that you said are very, very valid. Um, Then talking about um, identifying the limiting beliefs part, you talked about accountability, but I've never had an accountability part before. (laughs) I know of two people... I know of two people that are not too far away from me <laughs> that um, one is an accountability partner of the other and every time that they are fighting. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if accountability partner can work for everybody, but yes, it's very important to always get feedback. Um, that's what I'm getting from that. So it's very important to get feedback to be able to, to help you in identifying these limiting beliefs. Also, I want to say that identifying them, you know, I'm also, I'm, I'm pivoting from what you said. A thought that came to my mind is like a bird in a cage, right? Right. So you are this very energetic person. You have your reasons. You were just naturally energetic and jovial. Maybe a lot of people like you. Just being yourself, really. Just being yourself. Being your natural self. Being yourself, then um, some people had some philosophies, like maybe they told them that, ah, when you go out, don't don't jump around because I know a lot of people exactly. that are like that. Like, so the projection of self-limiting beliefs uh, all around. They project they projected it on you very well. So, exactly. <laughs> so they projected their own uh, by, uh, understanding of things on you, and then you started suppressing yourself, and then you started feeling a bit uncomfortable. And I think that should be like a standard indication of something that is a limiting belief when you don't feel like yourself. Yeah, you repressed. You're not free. You're caged. Yeah, you know. Yes, you're caged. You're not allowed to do what you really want to do. You don't really that that thing that that um, um thing that you have in your heart to do. Oh, you want to be nice to these people, but you're like, oh no, this person can't kill me, or this one can't tell me to yam. <laughs> <or> one, <guy, laughs> one, one kind of 
stuff. So um, the key takeaway for me is um, the first step of identifying them is, okay, do you feel like you're trapped? And then, like you said, the awareness part is pre- a prerequisite to, okay, feeling Very like important. you're trapped. Because sometimes um, you people get comfortable and it takes um, that epiphany moment and sometimes it always comes at a bad time. Like, for example, you're not saving money, you are bad at saving money and everything. They're all of a sudden COVID-19. And then now Definitely. you have to like, ah, I, I should have saved. Then you're like, first of all, you first of all suffer as you shake your face. <laughs> <laughs> you then you not come to that point where you're like, oh, 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 no, 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 I have to change. No, it doesn't always have to be like that. So these things are very important. Um, do you have anything to say about like um, these differences between like what you do for work, uh, what you do mm-hmm. as a job and what you do as work? Because I mentioned uh, that um, our culture doesn't really promote our gifts, which I really like. Yeah. About, yeah. yeah. Our... <laughs> yes, I, so, think, I think I'll take it from the cultural part, right? Okay. And um, I think when I started, you know, talking about self-limiting beliefs at the beginning of the conversation, it's more of a societal dysfunction. Now, when something is a dysfunction, it's because people don't even know they are doing it. Mm. It has become like a norm. And people have not even, you know, challenge the narrative that why are we enforcing, you know, um, our children to become a lawyer, an engineer, all this, you know, paying courses in court. But then you realize that people keep passing these self-limiting beliefs to generations and then it keeps going like that. But if you're able to separate yourself... Actually from peace. <laughs> Do you understand? Do you understand? <laughs> and that's what people run with, you know, yes. growing, growing up, not our fault, right? And yes. that's also something important that in trying to break free from these self-limiting beliefs, we need to do it with empathy to mm. understand that we are all the same. It's a shared humanity. We are all at fault. Yes. Nobody's better than the other. So it's important yes, that we understand exactly. that. And when you're able to understand that, you're able to separate yourself. And from mm. that space, you're able to do your own healing. You're able to do your own work because it's a continuous process, bro. Trust me. Because mm. it doesn't end up, okay, I've figured it out. When you meet your, your partner, when you're in a relationship, you're with self limiting that you, you picked up, which will be like a form of trauma that will show you like that make you look like a bad person. When you're in the workplace, it's gonna show up. When you marry and you are raising your kids, trauma will show up how your daddy and your mommy raised you. And oh. you need to cut correct in that sense. So these things you need to be gentle with yourself and gentle with the society, right? Mm. So um, when you understand that, going to the next one, I'll use myself as a case study, right? I did engineering in school. Hey. And that's going to the question around job and work and using your gift. Yes. But then after school, very, I was very good with math. I had good grades. So it wasn't a case of, oh, I didn't finish well. So I want to go and do something that is comfortable. And um, I, I said to myself, I cannot be playing around with late machine, welding tools and all those stuff. That's not me. <laughs> like, it's not me. I can't do that. Jigger. I want to do something more, something more. I've always been this guy that wants to do, that wants to be impactful in life, that wants yes. to do something purposeful. Like, you know, I've always had that nudge. And I feel like when you have a nudge, that's God talking to you. Yeah. I feel like God has always been talking about the next steps, about things to do, about, you know, um, um, how to navigate my life. Not listening. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so after that, I said, okay, I want to. So I picked, what I did was to understand my gift. So I had, um, a career counselor of some sort. So I went to this employability skills training after school. 
And, you know, another person's story might be different. But what is most important is for you to be self-aware and for you to be able to tap into your own gift and also use it to go do to whatever you want to do. With, um, ah, it's important, <laughs> With counselor. It's, it's important. <laughs> but you know what? Some people today, school self, if you are a tech person now, school self is not a thing. So, and that's what I'm saying. Yes. Like, you need to just understand what really works for you. So, people yes. didn't go to school. They're making millions. They're doing something they're passionate about. They are coding yes. heavy. And they didn't go to uni, bro. And they just went to high school. So the narratives are changing, the norms yes. are changing. That societal structure, people are breaking it. But what is most important is how are you finding your truth? Mm. How are you getting the epiphanies to sort of like be aware, to break from these limiting beliefs and live a fulfilling life? I think that's mm. the caveat. That's the crux of it that you should work with. Once yes. that's your compass, pretty much everything will start to fall in line, right? So yes. after that, I said, okay, I think I want to do something people-oriented. So I said, okay, let me explore each other, right? And I know that I have this gift. I'm a very curious person. Mm. And when you are very curious, you things would you want things that would stimulate you, right? I I try to tell people I don't call myself smart, or I don't try to call myself intelligent because everybody is smart in their own way. Everybody is intelligent in their own way. I am curious, mm. right? So I, I I dabbled into the HR space. You know, I was doing it like, oh, I think I like this. After school, did it. I went to the consulting space where I am today. I'm doing something around you know people and change, which is a broader version of HR and business. But then I told myself, okay, I'm good with these people part now because I have left my gift. And I said, I think I want to do more things because you also have to understand the tide. You also have to understand the wave of the moment, what is happening. How can you also monetize your gift? That's very important because you see a lot of people follow your passion. Uh, uh, you have hunger you, and you are broke. And, bro, <laughs> and hunger day, why are you empty? <laughs> For this economy, you have, you have to be smart. Exactly. You have to have your gift and ask yourself, how can you optimize this gift? How mm. can you use it to make something? So don't go and do mm. aspire to Maguire, my yeah. brother, my sister. <laughs> yeah, don't do, aspire to don't. aspire. Exactly. <laughs> you should do aspire to make dollar bills. Yeah. You get that's what you should do. And but then they, so what people should understand is you can do something you are you can do something you love and you're still mm. making a whole lot of money about it. That's another you know, another yeah. uh, narrative that we should change. Because mm. when, when people think of following your passion, they see it as you are not going to make money, you're not going to do it. And you see a lot of people do something they don't like and they just do it for the sake of money. But you see mm-hmm. them 10 years down the line, they are sad, they're happy. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this again. You see them go back, start to take a course. It's fine. Everybody will have their epiphany moment at a different time. Remember, empathy is really important. It's not a journey of I'm better than you or I mean, I'm, I'm a bad guy. No, that's no self-esteem that he's talking in that. <laughs> so it's a journey. Everybody will come up to speed at the right time. What is important is to stay curious. So for, mm-hmm. for, for, for me, right, I just told myself, okay, I'm doing this. But I can see in the future that what I really want to do going forward is to build a business. And when I build a business, I want to be able to have a, 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 a people-led business where I understand leadership. Because I don't know if you, when you understand people, what happens? You, use people, you bring people together to inspire you know, the achievement of your goals, right? Yes. So in my head, I'm like, okay, I want to build a business. So can you see how my gift of people is sort of like, you know, expanding into building a business, into mm. having something of your own, mm. into going around or making societal impacts and the likes like that. So that's what I see myself with. But starting from you, really focusing inward, understanding your gift, seeing how you can monetize it, and staying curious to also understand the tide, the wave. How is my space? Whether you're into HR, you're into tech, you're into what AI is coming out, taking a lot of tech jobs. You have to be in that space. How can you optimize your gift, learn new skills, monetize it, 
But at the end of the day, you are still trying to stay true to yourself, but you are still making a whole lot of money. Very, very important. I, 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 God, I, it's, uh, <laughs> 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 too much was said. As you were talking, I just remembered like um, Miles Monroe. He was saying something about being your gifts cannot makes you irreplaceable. It makes you irreplaceable. Mm. So if you have like just skills, if you just have only skills, like things that you do, right? Let's say like the welding stuff, for example, that you were giving, uh, you do just welding, you do what everybody does, you can easily be replaced. AI is coming, is replacing a lot of people. If you overcome these things that suppress your true self, that suppress your gifts, that suppresses your voice, you'll be able to harness your gifts. And those gifts are the things that are going to make you irreplaceable. Definitely. <laughs> so Definitely, that, bro. that is really a big um, takeaway. Um, basically, at this point, at this point, at this point, if we have not even convinced you that this thing is a problem and it's a problem that needs to be solved. Well, it's only Jesus. <laughs> it's only Jesus that can help you at this point. It's not so, everybody. Actually, <laughs> it's only God that can help you at this point. So now I would just like to, um, let us just talk about like, um, what should we then believe? Let us focus mm-hmm. on what should we then believe and things that we should um, do. Afterwards, after uh, realizing these things, um, I'm going to start with like my own personal experience. I think the most notable limiting belief I had was I thought that it was just my character. I thought that I didn't like attention. Like I don't like attention, even to this moment. I don't like attention. So I thought it was just something that I do, right? But then yeah, I see myself when I go out and everything, I'm like, oh, jovial and um, highly energetic and everything. But then um, there is still this part of me that wants to like, ah, don't do too much and all of those type of things. So I discovered that it was actually a limiting belief and it was formed because I was trying to avoid problem. <laughs> that, that was exactly how I became aware and um, found like I did that uh, root cause analysis and I found that uh, I did this one by myself. I I actually didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I think one of my gifts that God gave me was is the ability to reverse engineer anything. So I looked at my life and I'm like, ah, okay, for example, I walked in a place and then I have so many experiences. In fact, almost all the places that I've worked, I always like hide at the back. I don't want to be involved. I don't want to be too close to any of the top people and all of those things. Then you come to a stage in your life where you actually need those people, but then you don't have any relationship exactly. with them. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? So I'm like, ah, what am I, am I doing myself? Like, what is when you don't see other people that don't have these things, they, they, they come and they do those things that you're afraid to do, right? Mm-hmm. And then you see them having relationships with these people and they're actually having, like, they get more to do because they have more access to these people. I'm not talking about people that abuse access. I'm just talking about people that um, don't yeah, actually... Yeah, they, they feel comfortable to even, you know, relate yes, with them, they, you know. 
So that was something I had to really work on. Even to this moment, I don't really like, I don't still like, <laughs> I still don't like attention. But I discovered that, like we said, if you discover your gifts, right? If you discover your gifts and you see that, oh, you're not fully able to ex- express those gifts because of this and this and this. Check those things. Are they actually like feasible reasons or are they just are things they that you have? Or you've cooked it yes, up in your even, head. Are they even true? And or you're running like, away from something. It's, it's also a coping mechanism as well. Coping mechanism to be comfortable and not do things that will make mm. us feel our potential in the actual sense. Mm. Because realize that by getting access to your bosses, you can understand the job more. But when you are by yeah. yourself, you're also projecting to even your bosses that maybe you are loose, maybe you don't want to release, maybe you're not interested in the job. You know, people have different projections in their head. Because remember, everybody's also coming with different projections. So it's also it important, also, yeah. He also comes from even places like, uh, you know, people that always get themselves out of stuff that they don't have to like depend on anybody to get them out of anything. Definitely. You know, that self-reliance kind of also still forms self-limiting beliefs. Okay. um, When I discovered discovered my gifts, I think in my last episode, I talked about how your purpose actually drives you, you know, to start actually discovering these things because I don't believe anybody that is not actually doing anything is not going to reach this point. If you're not doing anything, we talk about being um, uncomfortable, being a bird in a cage. If you're not even doing anything, you're not even going to feel like a bird, talk less a bird in a cage. I know, I know. So moving forward now, we're talking about cultivating that gift that you have, you know, putting yourself out there for those of us that are shy. <laughs> for people that are not shy, what do they do? What are the things that they do? <laughs> so, so um, I think I hear two things and we can start with the shyness part and then go to the second part. I think initially you mentioned that we should, um, how can we, now that we've identified it, how can we overcome we overcome it? And I think you gave an example, a case in point yes. is being shy, right? <laughs> When you, look, when you look at the psychology behind being shy, like you said, for some people, it's, it's, it's a case of, it's not because they are shy or because they don't want attention. They also want attention. But there is the fear of rejection behind that, you know, that thought. That is not me, you. You know, for generally, generally there's, 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 there's a fear of there's the fear of rejection, which which could even lead to fear of confrontation, fear of conflict, yes. different things like you know, even at this person fight, I would rather you rather some people that I'd rather stay safe than try to even have a conversation. Because already you're like, what's the worst case scenario? What if we fight? I don't want to even be able to deal with that, right? And moving forward, should we be fighting? <laughs> so so what we should do is to be able to understand what we are telling ourselves, what's the narrative we are telling ourselves in our head, and look at this particular mm-hmm. situation. Does this particular situation require you to open your mouth and express yourself, right? And you also need to understand where the shyness is coming from. Is he, is he a, a case of, you know, just like you mentioned, for your own case, is because you just don't like confrontation. You don't want to that's relate. Some people are like that. Some people oh, actually... Okay. I like confrontation. I don't like problem. You don't like problem. Conflict. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, well. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it's fear of conflict. For some people, it's fear of rejection. For some people, it's just yes. um, self-confidence that they don't have to talk. So, and going back to what you also said, 
is a case of mm. start from self-limiting belief. They've had an encounter that has changed their notion about being expressive, right? So yes. what you should do is to identify that, like you did the root cause analysis. Why am I thinking this way, right? What am I yeah. hiding from? What you're able to understand that, then do the opposite, right? Practice, mm. which mm. means do the opposite of that thing that you're looking for and try to, you remember, you said something, if you don't do, you cannot even take notes. You cannot even understand where you would improve on. So do the opposite of the something you're running away from, right? But you can even find, you know, it's just like you're doing a pilot test of some sort for a, for, for, for a product launch, right? Pilot test yeah. with maybe your friends, people that you think mm. with before you scale it up to the bigger, mm. you know, organization or the bigger audience, right? So you can say, today, I'm going to even, when I go for a party or for younger, I'll even speak up because I just want to express myself. Oh, gee, try it. Get lesson notes. Okay, get, well, what did you learn from it? Okay, I think I'll say a bit shy. No, okay, there was no confrontation. So fine, no conflict with anybody. Okay, fantastic. Let me now see. So as you go along, you keep getting better. You keep practicing. See, and, yeah. When you said when you said doing the opposite, you know what came to my mind? What came to your mind? I'm like, <laughs> just like intrusive thoughts or something like that. Right. If you're shy, you just do stuff that shy people don't do. And that seems to be like the cure for it. Is that like a universal solution because i i'm starting to um, think that that is actually one of the best solutions like let's say you don't like confrontation or you don't like um maybe fear of rejection or any shape possibly yes if you don't like rejection oh let me look that one is the perfect example if you're afraid of rejection which is something that's inevitable actually but if you're afraid of rejection for example and then you put yourself in situations where you get rejected and then you see that you do not die Exactly. You get, you get, but remember, you, get, you just have to start small because remember, you are changing from one extreme to another. So that when mm. you start heavy, when you start heavy and just jump into a very, you know, um, deep scenario, <laughs> you are scared. You go back, you run back into your shell, right? Yes, and you I also, yeah, saying something like you that. also need somebody to walk through the journey with. In your case, it might be your friend, it might be an accountant, but I just ask when I can, you know, discuss with. Have conversation with okay. I tried this today, oh, this didn't work. But if you have so much in your head, that year will creep in. Right? And that's why they always say you need a good support system. You can't do life alone. That's... Whether it's your girlfriend or your boyfriend or something like mm. that, for anybody, for a lady, their boyfriend, for a guy, you know, for um, their girlfriend or your friend, your <laughs> bestie, right? I'm so, yeah, just that, or your family member, whether it's your mom or your dad, you know, people have different yes. social relationships ah. like that. But, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, actually. You know, you actually, discuss with them, yeah. I did this today, I didn't die, okay, I, I'm scared. Oh, they will talk to you. Somebody can be vulnerable with. And like that, once you're taking it in big sizes, before you know it, mm. you start to perfect it. And then as you go along, you start to get better with this, right? My mind is still processing that. Do the so opposite. Like, let, let, let me give you an example. Let me give you a walk. Let me give you a walk scenario example. So there's this lady in my workplace. She's very, very smart, but very, very quiet and shy, right? But as she's yeah. growing up the ladder, she's going to become a team lead very soon. And where, you're, you know, where she is today, she's not really a team lead person. She's just a team member. Meaning that, you know, the team leads, the managers will tell her what to do. You can always do this, do that. So she's not really accountable for any project or any work per se or any task, right? So, but then the feedback for her when you get to do appraisals and the like is that you should um, improve your 
your issue, you should stop being shy. When you're in meetings, contribute, right? Don't be shy because people will think that maybe you don't know your stuff. I remember what I said, people will project on you when you come off shy and they will even understand what you're dealing with in your head. That maybe it's fear of conflict or fear of objection. But first impression is important. So in the workplace, you have no option than to do the opposite of what you've been scared of all along. Because if you don't do that, you cannot grow. There are some baseline skill sets you need to build in the workplace, like public speaking or presentation skills and the like. And, you know, managing team, having, you know, doing conflict resolution. The conflict are even running away from you. They will tell you to be the team leader and resolve conflict amongst your team members. What are you going to say? The team dynamic will break or it won't work if you don't know how to, you know, discuss with people. And it starts back from the self-limiting belief you've held. So you have to, you'll be faced to deal with it. So you are in that situation where you either grow in the workplace or you either stay stuck. And that's why, you know, yeah. You know how they say um, discomfort is a trigger for growth. Yes. 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 You know, when, oh. you're in that, when you're in that stage, right right there, right? You, you are then telling yourself, this thing has, and that is why everybody will have their moment of epiphany. And the moment mm. of epiphany for many people always come from a place of pain. Yeah. It, it, it is first of all. It is forced upon you. It's not like you are willingly doing it. It's like, I cannot take this pain anymore. What is the best option for me to get out of this? You know, I've been in a situation where, to be honest with you, bro, I've been in a situation where I was, I, I, to me, it felt like the pain of, the pain was so much that, you know, I felt like, you know, I, it's like, you know, and maybe because I'm so curious, right? I'm like, I want to become a better person, you know? Like, no, I can't keep doing like this because I can see the results in my own front. Like, I don't like myself this way. Like, I don't like, maybe because I also have, you know, this goal of, I want to just, um, I tell myself, I want to transform every part of my life, which is where maybe self-transformation journey for task came. There is possible. Yes. You see, you see organizations, businesses, they do organization transformation. You see Microsoft, Zucker, um, um, Facebook and the likes, then Elon and Co. You see the way they reinvent themselves with every of the revolution. They, it's like, they keep changing. And they keep changing and they keep raking in revenues. They keep becoming the best places to work. It applies to the same, it applies to human beings as well. You keep reinventing yourself. You keep transforming yourself. Like, I can't do it. But to get to, for example, when COVID happened, imagine Microsoft didn't take advantage of um, of all this um, Zoom meeting for, for them to optimize their team, Microsoft Teams meeting. And they say, ah, no, we are just fine. That's the that's the pain point for them to unnest. And that pain yes. point made them to become better. Same thing applies to human When you get to a point where you are you either grow or get stuck, or you know, they take you off. And look at Yahoo today. They didn't grow. You got to a place of pain for the world. They didn't advance. And where are they today, bro? So the same thing applies mm. to human beings as well. Like you get to a point where maybe, maybe for example, people you are in a relationship, maybe you've been dealing with this bad habit of yours and you are in love with this person. But then you are seeing that your habit is actually projecting on your partner and your partner is not happy and you're about to lose your partner. And you really love yeah. this person and you guys want to work together. What are, you saying? what are you going to tell yourself? Baby, how can we go together? How can we improve? What book should I read? Should I should we start therapy together? That will force you to change. So like you said, pain is an opportunity for growth. Only if you can mm. understand it for what it is, that it's an opportunity for growth. It's not every time that exactly. I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying. It breeds enjoyment. So much of enjoyment breeds comfortability. So life That's is true. a mix of yin yang, both of it. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah, bro. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. Pain is a gift, according to one of my posts that I, post, I posted. Is, Pain is a gift. Wow. So that 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 that's a lot. Oh, that's a lot. I really wish I, uh, 
this this kind of writing for book, I'm telling you. Just these things, these summaries that I'm that I just hear yeah, that you can write the full book. I'm telling you. So, uh, wow. So, so maybe, maybe to your next question, right? I, I'm trying a lot to unpack, right? Maybe to your next question, yeah. you know, you said something about, I think it's also important for people to understand. So to just do like a summary recap and way forward for people. Yes. Is to understand that self-limiting beliefs, right? When we are growing up, they act upon us. But we get from certain stages of our lives where we start to have a moment of epiphany, moment of awareness, right? From university, yes. from when you're in the workplace. I think this really done on people when they're in the workplace. When they see that their colleagues are growing, they are growing the uni, everything is still more or less like I'm still collecting money, money from my parents. You are not really yeah, dependent, dependent thinker, but they're still thinking for you. But the moment you yes, leave you uni, responsible yeah, for exactly. So, you know, you then start to see that, you then start to understand the sources of your self-limiting beliefs from your family mm. values and beliefs, what you've learned from your daddy, your mommy, the ones that are enhancing and the ones that are limited. You realize I that from like, your, yeah? I have, no, personally, I always say that um, the easiest way, because I'm a very observant person, so yeah. the easiest way to learn stuff about yourself is just by observing other people's reactions to, mm. to like mm. what you say, what you do. Not saying that they are perfect, but actually, if a lot of people are saying one particular thing about you, it obviously points that that thing might be something you need to look at. Do you understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I get, I, get, I get what you're saying, right? And I, I yeah. agree with you. And I feel like another, apart from observing other mm. people as well, it's also important to be an observer of your own self. And yes. how, how you become an observer of your own self is to sit with yourself. When we run away from it. When people run away from sitting with themselves, right? When you sit with yourself, mm-hmm. people, people hate solitude. And solitude is a place of wisdom where you can unnest mm-hmm. the power of what God is telling you, what you are really, you know, all about, right? So it's important for people, and you can do this by maybe journaling, journaling your emotions, what you are thinking, or sitting down to just like run through events in the past. And it's like you're playing a recording of your own actions and you're watching it. That's how it works for me. It's like I sit by yeah. myself in solitude and I'm like, okay, I do that every week. Right? Now, when I started, I used to do it every but now it's like every two because I've mastered it. It's like, when, it's like, it's like, it's an autopilot for me now. When I'm even doing something, yeah. I just sit back. At times, it's like, yeah. I, 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 I spend time with myself. When I'm in my bed, I just tell my bed like, yo, babe, I think I need to just go away for like three hours, four hours on a weekend and she understands it. Right? Like, I just need some time by myself. Jonathan, because if you don't have yeah. some time with yourself to love yourself, to understand yourself, you can't even be a better partner, right? Mm, so when I try to do that, I, I journal, I understand myself, okay, these are the things, okay, I should do this better. You are then able to do that, that one. And that is where internal awareness comes from. The other side you mentioned is maybe observing other people or even getting feedback from other people. That can be the external mm. awareness. What are people saying about me? I yes. should observe what people are saying about me. And when you bring those together, you're able to become aware. And when you're aware, you can track where the self-limiting beliefs are coming from, whether it's from family, whether it's from your education, teachers, school colleagues. What, what your colleagues will even say to you is that, this guy, you're not smart, Jerry, and you see a lot of people, you don't have smart. And you see a lot of people, they go, they go on with it for the rest of their life. They say I'm not smart, but people, they, they, there, is the, um, there is the validation or the absolute result to show that you are very smart. But you still be telling yourself that you're not smart. And that leads to imposter syndrome, which is another topic for a lot of people, or for us <laughs> generally, right? And there's the general life yes. experiences from maybe yes. things that you just encounter in life majorly. So once you're able to get the sources, awareness 
you know, starts for you. And when there is the awareness, it should also reflect on the behavior that resulted from this self-limiting belief. That, okay, why am I acting this way? Just like the analogy I gave and the analogy that River gave. Ah, why? And for River, you're able to reverse engineer. Okay, I don't like this behavior. I need to stop it. So what you're able yes. to sit with yourself, reflect on the behavior, write down the beliefs you've held. And say, okay, I think I'm, I, I don't want to do, I don't want to express myself because I'm afraid of conflict or confrontation or I am scared of rejection, right? So write all those beliefs and ask yourself, why am I thinking this way? Why do I have this belief? So challenge those assumptions, assumptions behind those beliefs. When you challenge them, you then start to tell yourself, okay, what can I do differently this time, right? If you are able to then ask yourself, okay, are these you know, assumptions even correct in the first place? And then you start to take them one after the other. Let me do the opposite. Okay, what can I do to better this? And that takes us to where you, you know, you start to do the opposite or read books to understand, you know, what you can do better, having an accountability partner and taking it in big-sized approach so that you're not just doing, you're not doing the opposite in that big state and then you're tired and overwhelmed and <laughs> you run back to yourself. You, no, you have a balance. That's the, that's the balance. That's the balance yes, for that. The, exactly, exactly. That's right. the balance. And at the end of the day, you're able to then develop a new behavior which has, you know, uh, um, taking you away from that self-limiting belief. So, Looking at that, that would generally help a lot of people. And it's a journey, I must say. It's a journey. It doesn't stop that I've done it now, you end. You can still iterate that process when you start, when maybe when you become a new father, a new husband or a new father, when yes, you're parenting. Every stage of your life, jo- there are exactly. different requirements for every stage of your exactly, life. River. Exactly, so, that That was really, really, really valuable. It's a summary. Figure it out. Understand why you do some things. Yeah. Do the opposite. I like that. I like that phrase so much now. I don't know why. I don't know why that phrase is standing out from from the everything that has been said. But do the opposite and balance it by um, checking with your accountability partner. Yeah, I'm taking it a small size approach too. Not too much. Yeah, small small size approach and all of those type of things. Just keep the balance. Yeah, (laughs) understand that there are a lot of things that flow with principles, you know, and laws, whether you believe them or not. And then finally, when you come to that point of um, overcoming your limiting belief, that is when you can become who you were truly made to be. And then more so, you could also monetize your passion because sometimes people think that um, the culture that we talked about, not um, promoting our gifts and promoting um, our careers rather because your career might not be your gift and everything. So promoting our careers might actually limit us from thinking that you can actually make money doing what you love. You understand? You just have to be smart about it. And then the ending part is focusing on others coming after you because I, I, like I said in my first episode of this year, usually we have the awareness part, then we have the capacity building part and we have the deployment part. Because it all comes down to what can we transfer for others? What can we give to others at the end of the day? Because the truth of the matter is that all these things we are doing, we're not necessarily just doing it for ourselves, you know, because you're becoming a better person. But actually you becoming a better person is actually going to make way or make room for other people to actually become better people as well. If at at the least case 
will be your children. At the most case, will be your society and your environment. So um, focusing on those coming after you. Do you have anything to say about focusing on people coming after you? I think for me, what, what I would say, you know, when, when it comes to focusing on other people, it starts with focusing on yourself first. You know, when yes. you fo- what, ah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, when you focus on yourself, when I, what I mean by focusing on yourself is gather enough knowledge that you can transfer, right? Because exactly, it's an empty tank. There's nothing to give out from the empty tank, right? So, which is <laughs> no, you can't jump it. You, you can't jump it. It starts what yes. you don't have, you can't give it, right? And because yes. you see a lot of people. I've, I've encountered, you know, I've seen different stuff, you know, from different affairs to Maguire that people will pass on you, that do things for service. You see a lot of people, they focus so much on other people, they don't focus on themselves. And they are betting mm. the lives of other people and their own life is not so okay, right? And yes. that type of service leads to resentment and mm. leads to envy, leads to jealousy. So it's also important to understand that, you know, you have to build yourself up well enough mm. so that there is that healthy, you know, service that you are giving to the society and to the people around you. And it's a non-stop mm. process for you. It's something that, don't say, oh, I've built myself so well now. Let me just do You have to also continue to reinvent yourself. It's a continuous process so that as you are building, you are given. And it's 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 the case of give and take. So when you come to focus on other people, you, you have different channels to help a lot of people. For some, it could be in their workplace from you know, they love to do some knowledge sharing, training people. It could be through this podcast that, you know, River is putting out. For some people, it could, through, it could be through their WhatsApp channel. Any form of way you can pass what you know, your knowledge, you know, to the people around you. What that is going to do for us is when one person is working to be better themselves, trust me, like they are carrying your society on their back. Because whatever you are learning, people will get yes. from it. Your kids, your family will get from it. But most importantly, mm-hmm. It starts from you starts feeding from yourself. yourself. Yes. And yes. then giving to God. As they are giving, you're also becoming better. As they are giving, yes. their are giving mm-hmm. society will come back to you multiple fold. Whatever you mm-hmm. know, and you are giving to yourself, it's soon grow, it's soon expand. You just it for yourself at the end of the day. So yeah, that's the way I say it. So I think we have covered every idea. I don't know if mm-hmm. I missed we've done, it. We've done it. We've done a great job. We have this one is a full full dose of that right. topic. This is the full right. dose. And I love the way um, you gave the um, alternate perspectives on most of the um, things that we had to talk about, which is really, really, really good because um, sometimes I don't want it to be like, okay, this is the only way to look at things. I like that balance and I love how you um, expatiated on each of those points and then um, it made it a bit more practical because obviously not everybody is going to be on uh, the aware side. A lot of people are going to be on the other side and then some people are going to be in the middle and they don't know how to connect the dots. So from this whole conversation, I'm sure that every single person that's going to listen to it is going to have something to take away. So thank you very, very much. This was... It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure to be here. And thank you for, for the invite and yeah, um, no problem. Yeah. We will. We will be. We will be. I will be. Th- we will be in touch. Though. Yeah, we, definitely. We still have more definitely. episodes. This I am. I am open. I am open. Only gets better. It only gets better. I'm very open. I'm very open. Very open. Very open. So thank you for coming. Um, Absolutely. My pleasure. All right.